What's happening, guys? This is Creating Space. I'm Wes Knight. You're joining me for episode number two of Creating Space. We've got a special guest here. We've got one of the most ferocious female entrepreneurs I have ever had the opportunity of meeting. This is Erin Wilson. Erin is the owner of independentshe.com, and she's the executive director of hills.com. I have never met a female with so much bravery, courage, and so much audacity when it comes to delivering a passionate message about women's rights and women in entrepreneurship. Whether you're a man or woman, you're gonna love hearing what she has to say. She's got so much fire, so much passion, and so much poignant delivery in her message, and it's all inspiring. In this episode, she'll talk about women breaking the glass ceiling, being able to step out away from the standard that society sets and having the courage to push forward and follow your passion. She'll also talk about how essential it is to have courage and why it's the most important asset that any individual in life has. Lastly, she'll talk a little bit about what it means to follow your passion, what it means to go through a spiritual journey, look inside of yourself, and find the courage and the bravery to pursue your dreams. I had a lot of fun in this episode chatting with Aaron. We were at the NASCAR Hall of Fame building 17 stories up, great views overlooking all of Charlotte. We had a lot of fun in this episode. So let's get into the second episode of Creating Space with Wes Knight. Aaron Wilson joins us on the show. What is happening? What's up, Wes Knight? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Sounds, uh, you get it. You get the positive energy. You get her positive vibe. She's the perfect person to bring on to creating space to tell a little bit about her incredible story. What's happening on this uh, 5th of June, oh, a top June. the 17th story? Uh, nothing much. I'm happy to be here and to share some uh, positive vibes and hopefully share my story with some people and touch some lives. One, if that would make me happy, but more than anything, sharing positivity and helping provide encouragement to other people to follow their dreams and their heart. That's what I'm all about. So if I can do that today, I'm happy. Yeah, I love that. You do that every day on your Snapchat account. You've got a pretty incredible message that you deliver with consistency. Your content on your Snapchat, which is serendipitously how we found each other. Yeah. Snapchat is an extremely good platform for people to show an area of themselves and their lives. And I found you through that. And I love following you every day. Thank the positivity, you. the message is cool. Thanks. Thank you. How did that come about? How did you learn to take that platform? I only learned about Snapchat a couple months ago. I've only been on there briefly. And um, with Independent She, I help women every day across the world start businesses or take their business to the next level. And I'm all about pushing social media. It's a free platform that helps people from across the world and various different locations connect with one another and expand their business. So you know, Snapchat's a big deal now. Um, I think reports just came out last week that the users of Snapchat have exceeded that of Twitter. That's big. Wow, that's huge. So I thought, you know, if I'm going to be coaching these women on propelling their business and coaching them on, you know, digital marketing techniques, I got to be on Snapchat. So I learned it real fast. But most importantly with Snapchat, I think it helps people to offer that personal presence and that, that personality behind a brand. But I think it's important also to showcase 
what's really happening in your life. Like, for instance, I'm a single mom of two kids. Not every moment of my life is glamorous, meeting with high-powered clients and having champagne. There's a lot of stuff where I'm just at home with no makeup, doing laundry, you know. I saw you yesterday. Yeah. Uh, cleaning. <laughs> you were showing, uh, apparently on the side Real life. Well. Yeah. Yeah. You have an organic cleaning I do. product. I do. Company, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Independent she. What is that? It's all about being an independent, powerful woman, period. Okay. Whether it's in business, whether it's your personal life, whatever it might be. It's a woman who doesn't feel like she has to explain to other people what she's doing and why she's doing it. A woman that doesn't follow the protocol or the standards set by society as to what she should be doing, when she should be doing it, and you know what she should be wearing while doing it. Right. It's following your heart and taking the world by storm. So empowering women to break the societal norms. Absolutely. We need to do that now more than ever. Sure. How did that vision come about? <laughs> Tell me about the journey that got you there. I have always been an independent woman, period. And women's issues are, are incredibly important to me. For years and years and years, after graduating from grad school with my organizational psychology degree, I was in the corporate world and I existed at a desk doing work and performing tasks that other people told me to do to make them richer. And I wasn't giving back to society at, at all. And I was sick in my soul, sure. totally sick. I was, I was incredibly unhappy. Um, and I realized that just wasn't the journey for me. So all the while I was running little hustles on the side, you know, I had, you know, businesses and things going on. My nights and weekends were spent doing that. And I loved it. I loved it with, with all of my heart and my soul. And I, every part of me was incredibly happy running companies. And I got really, really good at it. Mm. So I thought, well, if I can do this, other women should do it, right? So for four or five years, it took me a while of studying, of soul searching, of looking within myself and convincing myself that it was okay to step away from that corporate world and all of the expectations that others had of me and step into this new realm, this new being that was more authentic to who I was. So let's talk about that for a second because that takes a ton of bravery. Oh, yeah. And that just doesn't, those decisions don't happen overnight. And I know no. in my own transition, I've had the hardest time convincing myself to make a leap and to switch and pivot. Great book, by the way, Adam Markle, mm -hmm. Markle, to change directions. How did you become so brave? Well, I had it inside me. I just had to find it. Wow. And a lot of people look at personal development books, but for me, it was all about international travel. That was number one. I mean, that was... That really changed my life, period. When I set my feet onto European soil and saw that there was this whole other land, all of these other cultures, beautiful, wonderful people, art and history and thousands and thousands of years of lives that were lived before me, it was life-changing, sure. totally life-changing. And exploring that while also feeding my myself with all of the spiritual literature, not religious, but teachers such as Wayne Dyer, Eckhart Tolle, Deepak Chopra, they were incredibly powerful for me to get myself right spiritually, which sure. is something that I had avoided you know, for years while I was in this corporate abyss. But I took hold of it, and I took charge of my spiritual self, which allowed me to grow in, in ways that I couldn't even imagine at the time. Right, right. And it sounds like, if you're reading Deepak Chopra and Eckhart Tolle, you're starting to understand the chatter and the conversation oh, yeah. that's going on in your mind, those mm -hmm. thoughts. A lot of times we convince ourselves 
that we can't do something or yeah. that we won't do something. And there's a paralysis by analysis yes. that happens, right? Absolutely. So what was your process to be able literally to finally make that decision to not listen to that voice inside? Well, I think for me, and this is probably the case for a lot of people, I had to get to a really, really low place. Ooh. Over the course of this four to five years where I was going through this journey and, and coming to terms with myself and what I wanted to do in life, I was still working in the corporate world because I needed a paycheck, right? Sure. Um, and I had gotten to a point where I was deeply depressed. I was turning to alcohol and other things that weren't so good for me. And I just didn't even want to get out of bed. I had reached such a low, low point that I realized, you know what, I can just bottom out right here at 29 or I could pick myself up and do something about it. It's all about action, right? Right. And with all you know, the spiritual work that I'd been doing, it brought me to a place where I was strong enough internally to do just that. I picked myself up and I said, I am not doing this anymore. I can't or I won't continue living. I can't wow. live like this. This isn't a life worth living. So you hit a tipping point. Yeah. And that threw you into an entirely different direction. And when you give a direction energy mm-hmm. and make a decision then all of a sudden the universe will throw you opportunities. Absolutely. Will start to come into your realm to help you. And especially when it comes from a soulful level and mm-hmm. you're doing it from a place of positivity and, and uh, wanting to give back mm-hmm. to society. Absolutely. So you landed on Independent She. Is that the first decision in the first company that you landed no, on? No, my... Were there some failures along the way? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. So the very first company I started, I was 25. It was an art gallery. I was an artist at the time, and I was trying to sell my paintings to galleries, and the galleries wanted to take 70% of my profits. Holy and I said... Smokes. H-E-L-L, no, right? No way. So I decided that I was going to take control of this situation and create my own business, and I did. It was an art gallery called Live, Love, Paint. I knew nothing about business. I was an organizational psychologist and really great in that corporate realm, but I didn't know the first thing about setting up an LLC or a business license or a website, none of that. So I threw myself into like YouTube, Google. I accessed everything that was out there, knowledge-wise or you know, information-wise, that was out there and, and available online. And I just studied, studied, studied. And that business, I guess you could call it, most people may call it a failure or a non-success. But to me, that was what I had to do. I had to figure out through doing in order to gain that knowledge and gain that insight and that business muscle in order to continue. And I had a string of businesses since then, and I have several now, and I'm still not the best. I can still continue to grow, and I'm so passionate about it. I stay up to one in the morning reading about business because I just love it. But I hope 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, I'll be you know, the next Zucks or whatever it might be. I'm not done. I'm not stopping. I haven't hit that pinnacle yet. I'm just continuing on this journey, and I love every single second. Well, why stop when you're connected at a soul level to something and you're passionate Mm -hmm. about what you do? There is no voice inside of your head that says stop. Yeah. Is there... And I have found that my passion now is starting and running businesses. But I want to help women see that they can step away from that little box that they're existing in, whether it's the stay-at-home mom box or the sitting-at-a-desk box, whatever it might be. You can step out of that, ladies, and go create this magical, wonderful journey for you. You don't have to wait for a man to do it for you. You don't have to wait for your mommy and daddy to tell you, hey, go do it. And even more critical... 
I want to teach women, hey, no one's going to do this for you. Go take some action, you know? So the derivative is action. Absolutely. So what you would tell maybe about a woman who hasn't gotten to quite a dark space, but she knows she wants to do something different, is the first thing you tell her just to do something? Take a step. One step. One step. Yep. One step, even if that's opening up a web page yeah. and starting to Go to GoDaddy.com and buy a URL. That's easy. That didn't hurt anybody. And that's a win. It's $7. Yeah, that you is know, a win. It's one step. And sure. then you do that one step, and then you realize, oh, <laughs> that didn't hurt. Right. Take another one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's so funny. When I, As I've begun to grow creating space, the first step that was so scary for me was just start talking about it. Yeah. To yeah. mention to people that it was an idea. Right. Right. Because I'm so afraid of what society may think yeah. about this. What? I'm a soccer player. I'm not. Right. I, I, what am I talking about creating a podcast or even more creating an idea of helping people? So f- you need to really break away from that idea that people care. Right. That people are going to judge you. And that's crippling. It's crippling. Crippling to people. I mean, they get stuck. And then they assume that victimization, mm. you know, idea, they, they think, oh, well, I can't because my husband won't let me. And then they just live in that zone. Right. How disgusting. God, yeah. I can't even imagine existing in a place, in a mindset, or a point in your life where you just say, well, I can't achieve my dreams because so-and-so won't let me. Or so-and-so will unfriend me on Facebook. Or so-and-so will talk about me behind my back. I mean, how weak is that? Yeah, I think that exists in all society. You know, women alike, there's such a glass ceiling for women these days. And for you to say that that it has been shattered just yet, I think is foolish. But I believe individuals like yourself are set out literally to shatter that glass ceiling. Um, what do you think is going to have to happen next to continue to push that level even higher? I think we women, especially in the United States, have taken for granted all that we have available to us. There are women in this world who are not allowed to drive, who are not allowed to learn how to read, who are not allowed to walk outside of their house and show their face or an inch of skin. And we in the U.S. and most of Europe are given so many resources, so many opportunities to take this world by storm and do what we actually want to do. I mean, just 50, 60 years ago, women still didn't have the rights that we have today, and now we have them. And what are we doing? We're just sitting on our hands. And that is so sad to me. Women for years and centuries have been fighting, fighting, fighting this battle to give our entire gender the opportunity to go out and do everything that men were doing because we've been stifled for so long. And now that we have these rights and these opportunities in the U.S., we're doing nothing. We're still living in that 1950s mentality. Oh, I've got to be a stay-at-home mommy and you know do X, Y, Z and make everybody happy instead of making myself happy. And they feel that if I make myself happy, I'm selfish and I'm not giving back to my family. Well, screw that. I'm sorry. I like it. Screw that. I if like a man it. can go do it and do his thing and not feel obligated to have to explain to his family why he's out there working and making a dime, why should women have to do that? I agree completely. I agree completely. And, and you're really unapologetic about the confidence that you have. Absolutely. We have to be. How did you I grow mean, that confidence? Does I was, that come from trial and error? All of the failures 
that you've had, has that in some way given you confidence? Oh, absolutely. I think so. I've always kind of been this way, though. You know, I think it's easy for me to say, hey, ladies, go out there and be confident and unapologetic because some people just don't have that innate drive, you know, or that innate sensibility. So I have to be empathetic to some degree that not everybody genuinely has that. But I think it can be learned. I think it can be learned. Work yes. And increased. Yes. In Through practice. Sure. Everything goes back to practice. The amount of hours, mm-hmm. ten thousand hours, it takes for mastery. So, in your journey to mastery and entrepreneurialism and the growth of independent she, the mentality, not so much the the company, obviously in both ways. Where are you headed next? <laughs> That's a good question. Right now, I. As I mentioned, I'm a single mom of two little kids, and I own four companies, run three of them day to day. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm feeling like because I'm spreading myself so thin in all these various projects, I got to pull back for a minute and put some more focus back into my soul journey. You know, I think I did a lot of work four or five years ago when I was going through that transition and that change. And I'm at a point now where I'm pretty comfortable. I have no issues or anything that I need to resolve, but I do feel my insides are telling me, Aaron, pull back a minute. Let's focus on you for a second. So I strongly feel that every stage and every phase of your life requires a new version of you. Okay. And I'm ready to upgrade. Okay. So if that means I've got to pull back in, in some areas and work on myself for a minute, then I'm going to, because I think that's the biggest asset that you have is your internal strength yes, and fortitude. That intrinsic motivation, yep. right? I had a, heard a great quote the other day. It actually came from my old man. And he said, find a way in your life to put food in your heart mm-hmm. so it can help you put food on your table. Yeah, that's So powerful. that's what it sounds like. You're, you're needing to grow your soul to a different level to where it will give you some sort of momentum, more momentum than what you have now to be able to blast you into the new direction. Mm -hmm. So for the people, tell me this, for the individuals, women and men alike, that maybe don't have an aspiration to be an entrepreneur, what would you tell them to be able to have the confidence to be more of the person that they are? And even if that is not owning three or four businesses and running three while having two kids, right? That's an outstanding feat. But not everyone has that aspiration. Sure. And they don't have to. You know, I'm all about shoving entrepreneurialism down people's throats because I feel like people think that there's no other option other than working a nine to five. There are other options and I want people to know that that exists, but not everybody's cut out to be an entrepreneur. And I think, um, especially in our millennial generation, there's a lot of pressure, I think, for them, especially to start an entrepreneurial journey when maybe they're not cut out for it Mm. because it takes a lot of work, Mm. right? A lot of grit, a lot of hustle. You have got to be ready to work your butt off. No one's going to hand it over to you. You know, we hear about all of these unicorns in the media that like Uber or Facebook or whatever, who just kind of take off. But after two guys work, you know, really hard in their garage for a year, you know, just magical company comes from it. doesn't happen for everybody. But for those who are not are on that entrepreneurial journey, I think it's important just to get centered on who you are. 
Figure out your purpose. If it's not starting a company, that's fine. But what's your purpose in this life? We're all meant to give back in some way to our community, to our family, to our friends, to whomever, you know, this universe in general. We are all put here on this planet to serve a purpose. I think it's critical for everybody, regardless of your career path or your career dreams, to figure out what your unique purpose is. I love that. I love that. For me, it took a dark moment. It took living on a buddy's couch, a cousin that I never knew of a buddy's couch for two weeks and homeless, essentially, in Vancouver to figure out, okay, something has to change. So then journaling was a way for me to do it, getting out in nature and meditating through exercise was a way to start to really connect with myself. And then you become a little more aware, Mm -hmm. a little more aware and things start to happen and you take notice of them. So what worked for you? For me, it was journaling and exercise and a little bit of meditation, although I still find that challenging. Yeah. What, what, What happened for you to be able to over time and it takes time to find your passion. Mm-hmm. I think you make a good point about journaling. I think people take that for granted, especially in this digital age where we're all stuck on our phones 24 yeah, seven, right. take out a piece of paper and a pen, write, yes. write to yourself, write to your loved ones. Don't have to send it, but get your thoughts out, good. get everything out. And I think through that process, you gain so much clarity that you otherwise kind of removed from. I also think being creative is killer. Sure. And getting in touch with yourself, okay. whether it's painting, drawing, listening to music, playing music, whatever it might be, just allowing that inner self to just come out in some degree or in some way that's not, you know, sitting on your couch and watching Netflix, you know, yeah. do something, right. let your energy out in some beautiful way that allows your internal self and, and all of that energy to come out and express itself. And I think after you have that expression, you are a bit more close to your innate mm. self and, and who what you really feel and what you really think. And getting into a habit of that, making it a standard. Yeah. You know, I don't believe in setting goals. I believe in setting standards. I love that. You know? I love that. And, and I like to, obviously, being a, an athlete, I still consider myself an athlete, even though that life is behind me. It's all about that standard mm-hmm. and raising the bar and learning to coach yourself. Yeah. You have to coach yourself to become more of your true self. Right. And it's a, it's decisions Yeah. day after day. You have to love the process. Yeah. You have to love the grind. And you have to be dedicated. Yes. You know, like I, I know I've said this a few times, no one is going to do it for you. No. And if you want to propel yourself within this life and achieve abundance, achieve success, you have to make yourself priority number one. Mm. You know, I, I always say, or believe in the saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't. You can't be the best mom you can be if you're an empty person, if you're not giving to yourself. You can't be the best person at work or in your business or to your partner. You've got to fill yourself up and you have to make that priority number one and stop apologizing for that. There is no need for an apology. Yeah. To be honest, there is no need to apology because if you're not happy, you're not going to give off the energy of happiness. Right. And it's really going to be tiring for everyone that comes into your existence. So what a great message. What a great message. And the overarching message that I I believe you have to share with the world is that unabashed confidence that you've got and the bravery that you have to pursue it. But it's a process and it takes time to be able to grow that muscle of bravery, grow that muscle of confidence and be able to make decisions against maybe any of the fear and the chatter 
and the negative self-talk that mm-hmm. you have. So for our listeners today, I just wanted to be able to portray that. It's so rare in society these days that you'll run across a really powerful soul and albeit a powerful female who is ready to break the, the societal mold. And I think that's amazing. I want to salute you for being uh, so willing to push people to the next level to pursue the best versions of themselves and to create space for what's next. Um, and it's so exciting to be able to, to join you in your office, 17 stories up, looking over Bank of America Stadium. That's the, it's such a cool environment that you yeah. have, along with everyone else in your team, have created. Thank You're an inspiration. You. Thank you. And let me add, the sexiest quality in a human being isn't confidence, it's courage. Wow. Wow. You I know? need to up my game of courage. Courage. My courage. If people can just have courage yeah. just to be themselves. Such a strong word, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Seems so easy, but it can be so hard. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. One foot in front of the mm-hmm. other is how you get to your final destination. And grow the muscle of your best self. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so excited to be able to share this message, to be able to join and align with you as you're pushing me to be the better version of myself. We're all creating space here to push for more. And I salute you for all the things that that you're doing in society. You are a massive contributor, not just here in Charlotte, but I think it's much more expansive than you realize. And I, I hope you continue that. Thank you. Thank you. So episode two, Aaron Wilson. Man, that was so much fun. One word to describe Aaron Wilson, tenacious. You can find Aaron on all of the social media, Independent She. Check her out on Instagram. Follow her on Snapchat. She's got a really great message of positivity, and she's always giving business tips for entrepreneurs, live streaming on her story every single day. She made a real impression on me that no matter what anyone else thinks, I am in control of my destiny, and I believe that that reigns true for you as well. Looking forward to episode three. I'm bringing in James J.B. Brown. He's a cultural influencer. He's also the owner and creator of the Peachtree Village International Film Festival. This guy's from Brooklyn, New York, and he's every bit of Brooklyn. I love the accent. I love the message. I love that this guy has found a way to turn himself into his own brand. And now that he's gotten himself to a good spot in life, he's turned it all around by focusing in philanthropy, special needs, and children of underprivileged youth in the Charlotte area. It's a fantastic message. Can't wait to show you episode three. If you like what you're hearing here on Creating Space, you can follow me on Snapchat, one of the mediums that I'm having the most fun in right now, at West Knight. You can follow me on Facebook Live. I've got all of these podcasts streaming on Facebook Live. Follow me there at West Knight as well. And Twitter and Instagram, you can follow me at Wesley T. Knight. So excited to get you back for episode three. I look forward to hearing you soon here on Creating Space with West Knight.